Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Jesus reminds us to watch for the signs of his return. Today, we will explore further what we are seeing in our times that line up with what signs he said would indicate the potential of the end and his return. We will also discuss the practical meaning of this as we watch and as a remnant, prepare as he so leads. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, Kathy. Uh, here we are on uh, Good Times, uh, End Times Friday. And, good morning. Uh, Happy Friday. Yeah. We're excited about the week and excited about continuing our discussion of the uh, end time. Particularly, we're in Revelation uh, 2 uh, and 3, which is going to be a discussion of the churches, uh, which is interesting to me. And when you look at uh, Revelation, um, you know, he tells John, um, write down everything you're going to see and process and listen to what I say. Um, this is really important. It's going to describe, you know, what's happening at the end. Um, and I'm going to show you what that looks like. Um, and the first thing that he does, this is actually into chapter one. He says, uh, uh, and, and basically remember John, the, what he's doing, the way it functions is mm-hmm. he sees something and then he basically, which isn't recorded every time, but he says, what is that? Right. Um, Because I don't I don't quite understand that. What what exactly is that? Um, And of course, Christ then is is, uh, communicating that to him or explaining it to him. Um, And then, by the way, the revelation, because of that. Think of it uh, in uh, in a sense, waves where let me show you a bunch of things. And you're going to say, okay, could you tell me more about and then right. he goes into that section. So it's not a sequential book. Right. Uh, and that's why people, you know. Which is important. That helps you to, to understand some of the nuances of it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Uh, and it's kind of like, well, I'm just going to dive deeper into something and even backtrack, so to speak, and say, mm-hmm. well, hey, I'd like to look. remember you said something here or showed me something there. You know, I'd like to know what that's about. Um, and uh, that's why it's not sequential. And you really got to look at and look at the structure and keep thinking of, well, what is this chapter? What is this about? Has he already kind of said something about this? And now I want to go deeper into it. And so that's why that's why it's not sequential. Um, now, it does it does at the end wind up with what happens at the end. So right. <laughs> that's, that's, that's good. Um, but anyway, the, the first thing he talks about is the churches. Okay. Uh, and he's remember he's, uh, he says, hey, what what are those stars, and what is that? What are those lampstands? And uh, it's like what Jesus said: the stars uh, are angels that right. are overseeing the work of the church, and the churches are the seven lampstands. Right. Um, so he's going to describe seven churches, mm-hmm. uh, and he's going to say pretty much, um, you can see every place that you're in. Uh, at this at this place, and it's not it's just it's not that there's only seven churches or seven church types, 
but right. rather this is going to describe More of a complete picture of the big the, C church described right? universally. And uh, I'm going to invite you to certain things. And remember the church as we know it now, and mm -hmm. Paul says this over and over again in Philippians and Colossians and Philipp and Ephesians, who's the church? We are. We are the church. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> so he's not talking about a church building. Mm -hmm. He's not even talking about a church organization. Mm -hmm. uh, so it's not that I go down to the local, uh, you know, Cherry Hills Church or Mission Hills Church. Uh, it's no, I'm talking about the body of Christ as it's in, in a sense, think of it, first of all, for me personally. And right. then secondly, for the community that I happen to be around. What are the, what are the, what's the association of believers and how do we function and how are we together as a community function? And these, and these description of the churches are going to tell us some important things about right. uh, what, I, what I, God said, what I would like the church to be and what I see it as and where I, where I would like to have uh, correction. I'd like to have mm -hmm. uh, modification. I'd like to have transformation, which is my encouragement to you, which is why he, he says here, I'm going to describe it to you. I'm going to tell you what my uh, desire is, and then he ends it with always let him let hear who has ears. Let him what? Let him hear. Let him hear and follow. Yeah. If I, if I was you, I'd follow what I have to say. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so we talked about Ephesus last week, uh, and Ephesus right. uh, was um, I know all the truth that you stand up for, and I'm really yeah. pleased. And with all that. the good things you're doing, yeah. and you do a lot of good things. He said, but uh, you've lost your first love. Mm -hmm. um, and remember, love is the relationship. Love is the intimacy. Love is the mm -hmm. heart of following God and him being with you, the intimacy he has with you. Uh, he says, because you've lost your first love, you've separated from me. Mm -hmm. uh, so he tells them the remedy is what? Repentance. Repentance. Um, and just to come back to being with him. His heart on. has always been to be with us. Right. And come back. And by the way, if, if you don't, uh, I'm going to remove you mm -hmm. as a lampstand. You you will no longer be reflecting the light. You'll still be a you'll mm -hmm. still be a quota a body, but you won't be my body anymore. Mm -hmm. And it's really important, you know, come on back and get back to abiding, get back to the right. joy, which is why we always encourage our leaders and people that come to retreats. Uh, are you enjoying? Are you mm -hmm. living? Are you living the life of joy with Him? Are you enjoying the abiding? Are you connected? Are you experiencing life? And of course, we have a whole series right now on the covenant, uh, which is another question: Are you experiencing the covenant? Are you blessed to right. become a blessing? Again, remember, it doesn't mean you're not uh, don't have trouble, but rather you know it's going to be le led to a resolution, and you're going to have a uh, beautiful blessing from it. Well, the next one is Smyrna, and this is an interesting church. Go ahead and read verses uh, chapter 2. I think it's 8 through, uh, uh, what is through it? Through 11. 11. 8 through 11, yeah. And to the angel of the church in Smyrna write, These things says the first and the last, who was dead and came to life. I know your works, tribulation, and poverty, but you are rich. And I know the blasphemy of those who say they are Jews and are not, but are a synagogue of Satan. Do not fear any of those things which you are about to suffer. Indeed, the devil is about to throw some of you into prison that you may be tested and you will have tribulation 10 days. Be faithful until death and I will give you the crown of life. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. He who overcomes shall not be hurt by the second death. Okay. 
So he says, um, uh, in this particular church, um, remember he's listing, here are the things that I really am pleased with. Mm-hmm. Here are things that I'm not pleased with. And then here's my encouragement. Well, this is the right. one, this is the one church that he, he has nothing against. Right. Yeah. Uh, they're the ones that are suffering the persecution yeah. and tribulation. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he says that, um, um, I know your work and remember your work is being carried out in sync with being led by the Holy Spirit. So remember right. when, when he says, I know your works, it's not, well, I know you're doing good things. It's mm-hmm. rather, I know that you're walking and following and understanding me. He says, I know you're in tribulation uh, and experiencing uh, lack, uh, but I'm going to give you richness. You are rich. Uh, and I know the blasphemies who say they are Jews and are not are synagogue of Satan. Um, so okay. what exactly does that mean? Well, okay. Uh, so let's unpack that a little bit. Um uh, they say they are uh, Jews, mm-hmm. but are a synagogue of Satan. Uh, okay, so in the context of John, in the context of the disciples, uh, at this point, when you when they say you're a Jew, uh, you're a child of God. Okay, so really uh, they're talking about someone who says they're a believer, yet they are not. They're following Yes, themselves or the world or everything yeah, well, else. Well, it's, it's stronger than that. Even they're they're a synagogue of Satan. So, um, but you say you're a believer, mm-hmm. and they're representing their life as being a follower of Christ, right? A follower of God. Um, but you are not. Okay, so first of all, when you says you are not, what does that mean? That they're not really following God, and basically an imposter. Well, yeah, <laughs> you're 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 faking it by saying mm-hmm. it, acting like it, but the truth is you're not at all. Interesting right. enough, he said it's not even just that. You're a synagogue, a church, a body of Satan. Oh. So just like we're the temple of God, that by then representing yourself as something that you're not and you're not, then you are truly a temple of the enemy as well. Yeah, yeah. And the uh, and the enemy, we know something about the enemy. Mm-hmm. What's, what's the enemy trying to do? Steal, kill, and destroy. Okay. And, and in this case, which is one of the tricks of the enemy, how, mm-hmm. is, how is he doing that? In this case, it sounds like in, in persecuting believers. Well, even even before that, if, if I say I'm a believer, mm-hmm. but I'm not, what am I doing? I'm You're dece- misrepresenting. Misrepresenting. You're deceiving. I'm deceiving. Yeah. See, I'm deceiving you, and it's purposeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, with with uh, because Satan is a dis- ultimate deceiver. Yeah. To distract you, to move you away from God, and to what you would say, isn't this a good thing? Mm, And so, so you're deceived and then what's behind it is deception. uh, And there's a manipulation with that. There's a a process of, um, I'm not experiencing any of this, but I say so for the purpose of actually interesting enough, drawing people away. And, uh, and they are coming against you, uh, Smyrna, but on top of it, not only are they deceiving you, but what else, and you said it, what else are they doing? 
They're persecuting you. Persecuting you, yeah. They're now anybody. Okay, now think about this. This is really interesting. Um, who fundamentally would ever get persecuted? Well, only those who truly believe. For for standing up for truth. Yeah. Um, if you stand up for truth and I don't want you to, mm -hmm. what do I do? I persecute you. Right. Um, and this can range all the way from uh, families where, you know, uh, members, your your brothers, sisters, parents, uh, kids, uh, the way they persecute you is they ignore you. Uh, they just, I'm not going to have to do with you. You know, I'm going to withhold my love from you and I'm going to kind of hope to punish you by, by withholding it. Uh, they could actively come against it. It could be in your business where because you because you speak the truth, well, you're not going to get promoted or right. I'm, I'm going to terminate you or I'm going to find a way to oppress you or make it hard on you. In mm -hmm. uh, that during the COVID uh, situation, there were uh, even hospitals uh, and medical uh, situations where people who weren't willing to take the vaccine. And they even said, it's okay, you can not take the vaccine. Uh, you have to be tested and et cetera. But uh, they said that. But what happened was if you didn't take the vaccine, they literally persecuted you and made you, uh, even, even in one, one situation where uh, they would say you couldn't even come to the cafeteria and have lunch. Um, yeah, you can work here, but you can't, you can't, you can't. Right. And right. so there was a persecution to that um, of, I'm going to try to make life hard on you mm -hmm. uh, and stop you from getting promoted, hired, working, and joined, et cetera. Obviously, it can go all the way to physical harm. Uh, I'm coming against you to uh, uh, chase you out of your house and or to uh, throw you in jail and or to kill you. Um, and he and says, we see that throughout the world. We don't it, experience that level of the persecution world. here, um, but in other countries, definitely. Yeah. Uh, and he says that, um, uh, by the way, because of this, it's going to happen even more. Mm -hmm. uh, so some of you are going to be thrown into test, uh, uh, prison, tested, uh, have tribulation, and ultimately, uh, some of you are probably going to die uh, for that for that thing. He says, but. Um, uh, you'll overcome it because you'll still have life with me eternally uh, and you can have blessedness, covenant life in the meantime because I'm going to give you that life while you're getting persecuted. So that um, uh, as you look at the impact of that um, and as, as you as a believer and you're saying, okay, how do, how do I experience uh, and what is he trying to tell me is that probably the first and, and most one of the most important things is don't allow yourself to be deceived um, and deceived by who other well-meaning people that say they're Christians, right? Say they're followers of God. Interesting enough, they're, they're part of the follower of Satan mm. and they're actually working to move you away from, from the life of God. Uh, mm. So be careful. And if you're going to be careful, there's a level of discernment necessary there, ah, definitely the gift of discernment in yeah. order to be able to, to recognize that truthfully. Yeah. And by the way, what would be one thing for sure you would, you would look at to just to determine whether they're speaking the truth or not. Uh, fruit. 
fruit. Well, the, in yeah. First John, it talks about the fruit for sure. Yeah, you know? and then the Word of God, mm-hmm. uh, which is what well, does this line up with the Word of God? And if it right. doesn't, I'm not sure that lines up. So, Father, would you help me understand it? Mm-hmm. And He says, uh, the one thing I'm pleased about with you, Smyrna, is uh, you have a heart for truth. Uh, because you're not allowing deception to rule right. over you. It's it, it, it's harming you uh, right? because they have some power, but mm-hmm. it's not ruling over you and you're still living the life of faithfulness mm-hmm. that is, is going to enjoy me. He said, so don't be deceived. Um, he says that um, if you get persecuted, um, I know about it and mm-hmm. um, I'll be with you. Uh, you know, through through the whole thing. Uh, so, um, you know, make sure I gotta fix something right here. My uh, computer just got unplugged, and I'm um, gonna run out of juice, and we can stop it all. So okay. <laughs> there we go. That may not end well. <laughs> that would be that would be not good. Uh, so, um, it's uh, that. Don't worry. Um, I, I understand it. Uh, yes, you'll be persecuted for a period, but uh, you're going to overcome it. Uh, and I'll, I'll have to give you the power to do it. So in other words, he's saying, particularly as he, as we approach the end. And Paul, I was going to say, that's a real word to all of us, you know, heading mm-hmm. as we get into these times and we see things where there is a lot of chaos and a lot of tribulation going on and potential persecution and just all the things that are foretold, you know, if we step into the tribulation years for real, even knowing, you know, this encouragement, be faithful to death. And I will give you the crown of life there, you know, hold tight because I am still who I say I am and I will do what I say I will do. Right. You know? right. And Paul tells us that during, at the end, uh, and Jesus said the persecution is going to increase. Mm-hmm. Uh, why? Well, because, the world is going to get more and more and more supportive of false. Right. right. And, and there's going to be a deception even amongst the Christian community mm-hmm. that, well, these things are okay. Or, yeah, don't worry about that. Or even even a lot of people right now, I just, I just heard it the other day. Um, don't even bother reading Revelation. What difference does it make? Um and we should we should be focusing on much more important things. Well, first of all, uh, it's in the Bible, <laughs> uh-huh. so it's important just all by itself. And and Jesus Himself says so. Right. This is and really, he even says the you know blessed are those who read this aloud. Yeah, <laughs> you know? read aloud, process it. Uh, and He said mm-hmm. so. Uh, Go back to go back to understanding, and what he's trying to say for for the we who's going to ultimately be the remnant is uh, keep helping each other get to the truth, mm-hmm. root out deceit, root out falseness. Um, uh, if you if you do that together, it's a lot easier because your mind, interesting enough, your mind can start to say, well, maybe that is true. Right. Um, it doesn't sound that bad. Um, I guess it could be okay. Um, and then and you're, there will be no shortness of sources within culture that, of, that will try to feed the deception, right. you know? And so really that's why we've got to anchor into 
God's word alone and to other believers, bringing us back to God's word to see what he says, because they're, you know, that's truly the only voices that are speaking truth. The yeah. rest of the world is going to continue to dilute truth and deceive. Yeah. Okay. Go to uh, 12 um, and then through 17, uh, verse okay. 12 to 17. This is now uh, Pergamos, uh, uh, a church that has a few problems. Okay. And to the angel of the church in Pergamos, write, these things says he who has the sharp two-edged sword, I know your works and where you dwell, where Satan's throne is, and you hold fast to my name and did not deny my faith, even in the days in which Antipas was my faithful martyr, who was killed among you where Satan dwells. But I have a few things against you because you have, because you have their, sorry, but I have a few things against you because you have there those who hold the doctrine of Balaam, who taught Balak to put a stumbling block before the children of Israel to eat things sacrificed to idols and to commit sexual immorality. Thus, you also have those who hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, which things I hate, which thing I hate. Repent or else I will come to you quickly and will fight against them with the sword of my mouth. He who has an ear, let him hear what the spirit says to the churches. To him who overcomes, I will give some of the hidden manna to eat, and I will give him a white stone and on the stone a new name written, which no one knows except him who receives it. Right. Um, so he says, um, well, the, you know, the good things um, uh, that I have is that, um, you know, you uh, are doing uh, faithful works in the middle of a wicked place. You know, so the, the throne of Satan. Remember, what in a simple way, what's the throne of Satan? That deception and yeah, and the world. self and letting the world do. Yeah. yeah. So you're in the middle of um, Satan is having a heyday mm -hmm. uh, with uh, all of his kill, steal and destroy tactics, with uh, his persecution, with his, uh, you know, trying to... Um, uh, move you away from me. He says, you know, you've held fast and you haven't been uh, following that. Uh, uh, he says that even, even uh, one like Antipas uh, was killed uh, because of the work of Satan uh, as a martyr. Uh, but I have a few things against you. And he says that you're, you're acting like Balaam uh, who worked with Balak. Now, Balaam was a uh, foreign king. Um, and uh, Balak was a Jewish prophet. And so he, he went to Balak and said, uh, hey, I'll give you all this wealth if you um, prophesy a curse against Israel. In other words, if you, if you speak against the church. So he's saying that um, uh, a few of you have bought into that. Where you're letting you're letting le other leadership try to get you a believer to speak against the church by fighting against the truth of the church with rules and obligations and and things that aren't of me, and it's really emanating from Balak, who's an agent of the enemy, or Balaam, who's an agent of the enemy, and he, and you as a believer are buying into it. Um, and you're and you're putting a stumbling block to do variety of things, which is not of me. Um, and then uh, you hold the doctrine of the Nicolaitans, uh, you know, which again was uh, 
they are having that there's a bunch of rules to follow. It's not about relationship. It's about doing. Um, and he said, that's, that's what I hate. I don't, I don't, I hate that. Um, and he says again, the remedy in verse 16 is to do what? To repent. Repent. Um, and well, I'll fight against you and them with the sword of my mouth. Now remember that, and this is cool. What's the sword of God's mouth? That's truth, right? The word. Yeah. The yeah. word. He says, my word, which will accomplish what he says, mm -hmm. um, I'm going to, I'm going to come against you and speak against you and I will fulfill you know, what I, what I speak. Uh, so basically what he's describing here is um, fundamentally uh, you're being faithful uh, to my life. And I'm really pleased with that. He said, but you've allowed those that are in your circle to drift away from that and come against you with thoughts, ideas that you're, you're in a sense, listening to you're you're allowing so what would that can you put that in like um some modern day examples what would what would that look like um if we if just witnessing that what would that look like yeah uh well uh let's say even in your let's say your small group or the church that you're part of mm -hmm. um fundamentally you're you're with a bunch of people that uh no i really want to follow god and i i understand the truth and i'm willing to speak to the truth but for the sake of acceptance, um, people come around me and they start speaking something different. Um, what, I, what don't I do? I don't push them out. I don't say, wait a second. Sorry, that's not true. Do you want to go to see this is the, the way what he's saying here is, look, when that happens, I need you to invite them to where you know. Right. And, how just, you, and for you to stand on truth as you invite them to yeah. that. And how do you know? Well, because you're walking in the truth. Mm -hmm. He said, but there's uh, the thing I have against you is that you've allowed relationship mm -hmm. and the thought of what I call a sappy view of Christian love to overrule maintaining the truth. Um, and, and again, it's really simple. Um, I know the truth. And so if people come into my circle, um, particularly either leadership uh, of, a, of a formal church or in a small group, uh, and they start teaching something different, well, um, what I have to do is say, wait a second, I, I, I think that's not right. So would you be willing to let's walk together into the truth because if I if I'm not see if I'm of God, what will what will I do? If even if I'm challenged, well maybe that maybe that's not right. If, if I'm God, what will I do? Okay, sure. Mm -hmm. If I'm not of God, what am I going to do? Put up a fight against that. Yeah, for no, sure. Yeah, I'm not gonna. Um, and I'm going to keep speaking into it. And since you mm -hmm. you under the guise of Christian love. I actually allow you to speak false into my group that has truth. And now we're getting confused. Mm -hmm. uh, and that's what he's trying to say here is that as you get toward the end, particularly uh, in what, what I call the remnant community is you got to have people around you that have a heart. It doesn't mean we all have to agree. It doesn't mean we all get it at the same time. It's just, Hey, let's go to God together. Right. Uh, and let's stay with what truth the spirit will confirm it 
it don't it won't contradict the word and we can keep working at it working at it working at it and he'll show us right the truth as opposed to false as opposed to well yeah maybe it's not true but i don't want them to feel bad and aren't mm-hmm. we supposed aren't we supposed to love everybody and so if we love everybody they can come in and speak their baloney and god says no uh, i have this right. against you and by the way the remedy is you got to repent right otherwise you're going to lose it and that's mm-hmm. that's what and that's what happens so it's really an important message Yes, absolutely. Uh, to, to today's church is uh, have people around you that um, are have a heart to go to the word. And, and that's why, you know, for me, as people either ask questions or uh, they're challenged with, I'm not sure that's right. Um, see, my perspective is, hey, that's no problem. Um, I know the word will show us and God, who is the God of truth and is truth, well, he'll show us. Right. So I don't need to persuade you. Mm-hmm. I don't need to argue with you. I don't need to debate you. Um, I He's have going a heart, back to his feet. Back I have, to his I have a heart to go. And would you have a heart to go? Because I know something. Mm-hmm. He's got the truth. Yeah. He absolutely 100% will reveal, disclose, and confirm the truth mm-hmm. if we have a heart to hear it. He says, you can, you can be assured of that. So see, that's why I don't take the burden. I don't have to persuade anybody. Right. Uh, why don't we just go to the word and you process it until you get confirmed. And if you have a heart to go, we both will get to truth. Now, what I won't do is have somebody come in and say, well, I, I differ from what you say. And I want to tell everybody in the group and try to persuade everybody in the group uh, that this is so. And, and, and I would say, well, first, would you like to go and pursue the truth with me? No. That makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Since you're not willing to, what, what I, and I, this is what I read here in the scripture is, mm-hmm. well, then, then you can't allow them to come into your group. Right. Um, it's okay. It's okay to uh, let them walk away. And by the way, you can read Ephesians five, uh, 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 It says, you know, be the light, walk in love, walk in light, walk in wisdom. If people aren't willing to walk with you in those three things, it says have nothing to do with them. Literally, have nothing to do with them. Do not allow them to bring darkness into your place. Right. Uh, Which is and that's hard for us to reconcile, like you said, with with what culture tells us love is. Yes. You know, and so yeah. I think there's a lot of us unpacking what what does true love look like. Yeah, yeah, and and, and behind that, see, is that um, at the same time, I don't bring my judgment. Mm-hmm. Um, I just say, well, okay, that's how you think. That's how you feel. Go find a group of people. Go find places that you find that to be attractive. Um, and I'm not the place. I'm a place. Uh, but we're going to hold to what we believe is true. And, and again, if you disagree, that's okay. Um, my question isn't about disagreement. Right. It's about, do you have a heart to go together to seek God? Because that's what he says. I know you're faithful right. to, follow, to follow in me. Well, don't allow unfaithfulness in your mix. Uh, that's good. So yeah. it's, it's really it's really an interesting thing. So as as people are listening to this, and this is why I think we're the study of the church is so critical, is that um, so far he said to Ephesus, yeah, you kind of lost the abiding connectivity, the joy of the relationship. 
yeah, come on back to that. Uh, right. Yeah, I know you're going to get persecuted. Uh, don't give don't give up hope and stay with me. Yeah. Uh, I'll take care of you. Uh, here he's saying mostly you're you you kind of get the truth, but you're allowing untruth to really influence you and your community. And I'm asking you to reconsider that. And all you got to do is invite him to the truth. Because remember, uh, think about how, how clear this is. He said they're of the, they're of the uh, place of Satan. Um, well, we know one thing about Satan. He won't be in the same place as what? As Jesus, as, as God. As God. Can't, can't do it. See, he has to, he has to flee. Uh, mm -hmm. So if you invite him, let's go pursue the truth with God. If it's truly demonic or truly no heart, they will say no. Right. They can't. If they have a heart at all, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit fuzzy, but I'd like to. Great, let's go. Uh, and that's all he says. It's just stay true, stay true, stay true. And be careful that your community stands up for truth and don't let untruth in. That's good. Yeah. Good so, word. Yeah. So we'll, we'll talk more about the uh, next churches next time. But this is really cool, I think, to give us an encouragement, particularly as the end is, is maybe coming, right. is these things will become more pronounced. And he said, this is the way I want my church to, to function. So right. we, will, we will see. Have a great weekend. And uh, we'll see, we'll see you, you next you time. Thank you. You too. Sounds great. Have a great yeah. weekend, everyone. Okay. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.